0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. Hello, hello, hello. Pete, did you update your Twitter account? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't waste any time jumping right into the news of the day.
0: So it's uh it's going around I guess Elon Musk got approved to sign on or buy Twitter for what 48 billion or something like that. Like 44 Four billion. billion.
1: That's yeah. pocket change, right? No. Can you fathom first of all before no. you get into the Twitter thing. Yeah. Can you fathom that 44 billion dollars? Uh, it's just crazy. I don't think
0: people can. I think we run numbers it's now just like it's numbers, nothing, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like our national debt. You yeah. know, it's just trillion. But like, I mean if you're mean making anything.
0: sixty, seventy five thousand dollars a year, try to do the math. How when will you get to a billion? Yeah, never. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's it's
1: crazy <laughs> or even if you're rich like Bob and make it's over a hundred thousand. Crazy, then, you know. crazy talk. Is that is that the definition now? Hundred thousand is rich. I think
0: that's the new middle middle <laughs> ground.
1: I think back in the day uh, that you would have been considered rich. I tell you what, tax day was a couple weeks ago, I don't feel rich. Oh,
0: I know. <laughs> i know it's crazy yikes what happens
1: oh yeah yikes so anyway twitter yeah so people are excited and angry and bitter and i don't it's weird right why is everything that happens now politicized i don't know why
0: it's like one side of the it's like i don't understand this is like one side of the political arena jumps on the other side and or the other one jumps off as the other one jumps on. And it's just everything is political and everything is divisive. And, it's
1: fascinating to me yeah. watching um, some of some of these, some of these leftists. I was reading, what was it? Um, oh man, I can't remember the, the site. What's uh, MP, the NPR site? And uh, so I'm reading his article and man, they're losing their minds, Pete. This is the same guy who helped get rid of gasoline engines, right? Didn't, isn't this the guy that owns Tesla?
0: Yeah, but then the righties or whatever you want to call them are like, like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing that's right. ever happened. I don't understand either side. this is, oh, this side is incredible, of this. and so it's both sides are losing their mind. Maybe I'm
1: missing something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know what the excitement is all about. I get. It. I, I mean, I get the headlines. The headlines are, oh, back free speech comes back. Um, okay, was it? Is well, it really? we could
0: we could process that, but if you ask yourself, why did you use Twitter to begin with? So what is the purpose of Twitter? That is
1: you should actually ask that question. That, yeah, because that's a good point.
0: That really is the, the question and that is the answer. If you're using Twitter to create division, then I think there's gonna have problems. And I think that was kind of the whole algor- algorithm or whatever, regardless of which way it slanted, it's it's that's that's kind of what this whole argument was about. But, so is that
1: why people are excited? Because now they can use Twitter to create more division?
0: I guess I'm going to, it's going to create what more division more it's going to create more lies more fake news more I mean I don't know I mean if there's if you're going to talk about freedom of speech there's a lot of evil out there that are going to share things that are contrary to God's truth
1: that was one of the arguments I was hearing they're like well, who's going to control this disinformation and who but who do you want deciding what is disinformation yeah do you want a company deciding that for yeah. you, or do you want to make that decision? Well, where
0: do we get our truth?
1: I, I from yeah. the Bible. Are we
0: getting our truth from Twitter? Are we getting our truth from social media? Well, are we
1: getting our truth from the news? Probably not the best choice.
0: So I mean, why are we getting upset? Why are we be- going on one side or the other? I mean, what is what is the purpose of Twitter? The purpose of Twitter is is it, with everything else that we do is to bring God glory. If that if that if your identity is in Twitter or your identity is in some other movement. Then you're missing the point of what God is wanting of us in our lives.
1: Well, you know what I'm excited about? What? Maybe the Babylon Bee can get back on Twitter. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; those guys are funny. <laughs> they're prophetic, and a lot of t- a yeah. lot of times, that's yeah. crazy. Those guys, but they're funny. It's humor, guys. Satire.
0: It, they claim to be a Christian organization. Do they? Don't, yeah. I mean, they asked Elon Musk, talking about Elon Musk, they asked him if he would give his life to the Lord in one of their interviews with him.
1: Did they? Yeah, they asked
0: him, would you give your life to Jesus?
1: That's awesome. And
0: and he says, well, I believe in the attributes of Jesus, or I believe in what he taught and all that. And so if you're asking me, do I want to live like he did and his attributes, then yeah, that's what he said.
1: All right, keep praying for him. Yeah,
0: so I don't know if if he gave it to him anyways. Anyway, back to Twitter. Um... If you're going to use a social media, find a way to bring light to the world. And if you're going to talk about political and all that, try to see the politics from Christ's eyes. Um, I deal with tw- on Twitter a lot, and I am I am talking on every single person's um, Twitter feed. It doesn't matter if you're liberal, it doesn't matter if you're Republican, it doesn't matter if you're this. Whatever, I talk, and I will interact with you, and I will love you, and I will share truth with you. So, I can
1: answer your question, though. What? What, what's the purpose of Twitter? Yeah, answer it. I think you already know this, but I'll, I'll share it with you in case you've forgotten. Yeah. It's to share the Riot Podcast. Oh, that is true. That is the whole reason that Elon Musk is buying Twitter is so that more people can have the ability to share the Riot Podcast on on Twitter. So
0: now we can talk more freely on Riot too so that when he goes out there, we won't get banned. That's right. We have been banned on Facebook, so everybody knows. Uh, Oh, Facebook jail. But we're still on there, but we did go into Facebook jail for sure. (laughs) So, I don't know, we're going to go on Facebook jail again. All right. Well, yeah. that's kind of, it's yeah, a, light, that's a light,
1: fun subject. Yeah. I, I just bring it up because it's in the, I mean, it is literally all over the place in the news yeah. right now because it just happened. But uh, something else that just happened that, Pete, I, I didn't even know about this till you shared it with me this morning. Um, this, this bill that is going through the legislation in California, what is going on with your home state, Pete? Yeah, it's, um,
0: it, it made me really sad when I read it and so the bill is basically saying that um, that you can have, you can kill a baby after 28 days of, after birth. And so did you catch that guys? Uh, yeah. 28
1: days after you're born, you can still be killed legally yeah. in the state of California. And if this bill passes,
0: when I first heard about it, it, it kind of made me sick to my stomach. I, fe- I felt like I wanted to vomit and um, I just can't comprehend it. I can't comprehend how uh, a legislated body, would f- would not see this as like bona fide murder. The baby is alive, the baby is breathing. the baby's outside of the wound for over twenty eight days or twenty seven days if you want to call it that. and that you, as a parent, can look at this baby and now you can rightfully legally kill this baby um, is I, 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 gotta, this I gotta I gotta dig
1: more into this bill, but I mean from first glance and what you're telling me and what i what I googled real quick. I mean it just sounds like they're legalizing the murder of infants
0: yeah i would i would reference i would tell our listeners to go to jack hibbs so jack Hibbs, pastor jack hibbs in california he seems to be the main pastor that's spearheading this uh from the christian perspective and uh he has videos last last wednesday he had a i think it was like a two-hour uh conversation about what he did he was up in sacramento he was talking to the actual legislation um, and just telling them straight up, the Bible says that this is actual murder so um and uh, he kind of lays out his experience up there and kind of lays out exactly what this bill is. Um, but again, i I always ask the question and this is this hurts my heart i i don't I don't even know how to I don't have words for this. um It makes me emotional and um you know when i when I saw it or was looking in it the other day, Um, I I just felt God's heart, and I know that he's broken um, because of where we're at today um, in the world, and this is sad. So as a Christian, um, I really believe that um, we need to speak up in this. This is not good. Um, You know, if we do not want to just let this go by, we need to, you know, not again, you're not... You're not coming in wrath or vengeance, but you're coming in, in in the name of Jesus. You're coming with the word of God in this. And and uh, and I, if someone says, what do you think about this bill? You you tell them, uh, I don't agree with this bill because it does not agree with what God's word says. We I believe that this is murder. Um, and uh, and if you're in California, be a part of the legislation process, you know, uh, go to Sacramento, you know, talk to your local representatives and do the things that are necessary to at least get your voice heard yeah. uh, that's what we got I don't know what's your thoughts no, I was
1: thinking the same thing make sure that your uh, legislatures know how you feel about the subject so your local senators not your national senator but your your local senator that represents you in Sacramento if you're listening to us from California and, uh, and your house of representatives reach out to those folks and let them know that uh, just you know share truth with them be kind but uh, share truth and if you
0: and if you i what th- from all means it looks like this is going to get on the ballot um and so if you're in California i i don't i think this should be common sense to vote this down or something i don't know i don't know if this is a voting thing or not i we have to look into that i just know that it's pretty far along uh in the process from what i understand so
1: crazy times yeah
0: lord help us help our nation lord um and um god help us i mean that's bottom line is that he's I know his heart is breaking yeah and so well that's uh, a good way to start
1: let's pray and then we'll we'll jump into this week's show as we get back into the book of John father we uh we love you we thank you father we ask you to forgive us forgive us forgive our land lord help us to just turn away from uh this craziness this evil father help us to turn back to you help us to to seek you again father I believe we were we were founded on a just uh on the thought that, that freedom is special, that uh, you're special, Lord. And, and uh, if you look so much in the, the original documents of, of the founding of this nation, it's so much of it is pulled right from your word. And Father, I, I just ask that you would help us return to that. Mm. Those of you that are listening around the world, Father, I would pray that uh, um, you would just continue to seek him. And uh, Father, we just we love you. We kind of we give you this show today. If I give you our listeners, Lord. I pray that you would you would speak to them in a just an amazing way today, as we learn more about who you are. So, Father, uh, we give you this show in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. I pray that if you're listening, you could share us we or go on to our website at riotpodcast.co co c o or on social media, the Riot Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um you can find us and share um this show with them or on youtube yeah don't forget youtube yeah you get to see
1: pete's hair if you watch if you watch us on youtube
0: and my hair and you can see your cool shirt today oh you like this yeah your your pal shirt i love it
1: yeah it's it's kind of like little comic strips or something i don't it makes
0: me think of batman back in the days remember ah, that when they had that old cartoon
1: yeah yeah zap and all that (laughs) stuff yeah I remember that. I like it because there's lots of colors in it, it's, and it's fun. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know. All I right. like I like fun shirts. I know. You do, and you have good ones. Thank you. Yeah. But if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. Yeah. You're just missing out. Well, so. well
0: not just that. I, Riot Pod, you know, our listeners for downloads for podcasts have been going up. We've been having a really good download week, and, wow. our, and our YouTubes have been going down a little bit. So I guess we do got to say, hey, get out uh, YouTube. I don't know what's going on. We're getting... Uh, people are just wanting they don't like to see us is that we're that ugly is that, that what it is
1: that could be it yeah uh, you got a face I, for radio
0: i gotta do something i gotta put more makeup on or something <laughs> is that what it
1: is <laughs> maybe they're just busy pete and they're listening to us on their in their cars on their commute so they're walking. Yeah, that's easier so that could be yeah i just gave them yeah. an out but yeah. i shouldn't do that
0: or, or if you want to see us you can go to that we're not that ugly i mean
1: honestly yeah. you know you know what i do with my favorite podcast what I, I watch him and listen to him. Oh. So you catch things a second time. That's true. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Yeah, that's true. How many times have you gone back and listened to a show and you're like, I don't remember even saying that? Yeah.
0: Well, I, for me, all the it, time. All the time. It yeah. happens all the time. All the time.
1: Me too, Pete. All yeah. right. Let's get going. All right. Opening statement. You ready? <clears throat> yeah. All right. First, I guess. Well, G- what are we going to be? What's today's ta- show title? Oh, why do we deny Jesus as God? Yeah. John 5, 19. We're asking 47. that question. Yeah. Now, if you remember, well, let me just jump into this. Yeah. Our last show was on John 5 verses 1 through 18. If you haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to that show. It's a, It was a really good show. It was. Yeah, I know. We say that every week, but we really mean it this time. Yeah. we t- <laughs> We talked about the crippled man at the pool of Bethesda. We titled that show, Do You Want to Be Healed? And I'll ask you that question again now. Do you want to be healed? Yeah, we
0: broke down the four or five different ways you can be healed, but it was really powerful. Great show.
1: Yeah, go back. Go yeah. back. So do it If you haven't listened to it yet, I would highly recommend you do so. Yeah. In that show, at the end of our conversation, we turned our attention to the beginning of Jesus's persecution ministry. Yep. What? What yeah, does that mean? Well, yeah, he just started I know. It. You're right. It's yep. kind of turned. And we pointed that out last week. Yep. We're like, this is it. This is a pivot point. And you're going to see today that it really is. We talked about how Jesus poked the hornet's nest. I love that. But it's true. He did. I think he more. I don't think he poked it. I think he kicked it. Yeah, with the, that's true. <laughs> with the healing of a crippled on the Sabbath day and how Jesus made himself one with God when he answered the Jewish leader's accusations. And what was that? In our reading today we'll find out in john 5 19-47 we will see jesus's response to those accusations he makes three significant claims that prove his sonship with the father
0: all right yeah so his first claim is in verses 19 through 23 and that is jesus claimed to be equal with god so again imagine the setting here is jesus he just got done healing this crippled man He's at the pool of Bethesda. And well, now he's not. He's probably away. And then he just talked to this crippled man and says, Hey, you know, I'm Jesus. Go and sin no more. This this crippled man tells the Pharisees, the Pharisees now come to him, and now they're approaching him and saying, Hey, you're not allowed to do that. And, you know, and why are you doing that? And so it's basically opening up. Mm -hmm. He's like, All right, let's get let's game on. Let's do this. So in verses 19 through 23, he's gonna say I am not only did I heal him on the Sabbath day and and so on, but I'm also claiming that I am greater than anything. I am equal with God. And so that's kind of that's now now he's just bringing it and he's just going to share with them straight up what this truth is. So So Jesus
1: saw that met with that crippled guy twice. Right. Did you guys catch that? So there's like that. The trend went back and forth. Right. Yeah. Jesus heals him. Yeah. He goes out dancing, celebrating because right. he can walk now, right? right? And they're like, "Who healed you?" Yeah. And they're, he's like, mm, "I don't know, some yeah. guy at a pool." Right. And then Jesus meets up to him again, tells him who he is, and then he goes back and tells to them. "Go, go and go them tell, repent." Yeah, yeah. There we go. And okay. Now so it's
0: now they're cornered.
1: Th- now, now you're all caught up, guys. Yeah. But you still got to go back and watch that show. Yeah. All right. Verse 19. We'll read 19 through 23. Is that We're right? We're in the
0: ESV version, so if you're following along, if you're not driving and whatever, <laughs> yeah. Open please your don't. Body. Do that. Able to John, uh, your app to ESV von five verses nineteen through 23. There we go. All so right.
1: Jesus said to them, "Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will be shown. Will, will he will he show him so that you may marvel?" For as the Father raised the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him.
0: I'm just thinking when they heard this, they're like, wait, what are you saying? Right. <laughs> they're probably like, are to you go... talking in circles? What, what, are you... what are you talking about? No, he's not. But instead of denying their accusation, what we see here is Jesus is endorsing it. He's basically just saying, yep, you're right. Um, if today a man made this kind of claim, I would think that he was joking or mentally disturbed. I mean, it, this is kind of what they were thinking. You know, this is back then. So we know from countless eyewitnesses that he was not insane. So that means he was deadly serious when he spoke these words. He was straight up saying, me and the Father, or I and the Father are one. We are the same. I am the Messiah. I am the one that has come to save the world. I am the one that you've read about in the prophets of old. I am He, you know. And he's telling them straight up, and they're just looking at, him, "Are you nuts? What is wrong with you?" Is kind of where they're at. What's your he, thoughts?
1: He did everything but pull out his driver's license and show them. You know, here, God. You know, it just says God. Like they're like, oh, "You're saying you're God?" And he's like, "Yes, bingo. I am God. Yes, yeah. you're, you finally get it." Um, The funny part to me, Pete, is if anyone should have recognized that Jesus was God, it's these people. Yeah. They should have known it. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't get it. They didn't get it.
0: So either he is who he claims to be or he is a liar. And if he is a liar, how do you explain all the good he has done in the lives of the needy people so Mm. far? So nobody wants to nobody wants to trust a liar, and his disciples were willing to die for him
1: yeah, that's so key. i mean eleven what eleven of the twelve end up dying, or ten of the eleven i guess end up dying you know in in martyrdom, saying no what what he said was was true the only one that, the only one that died of old age is what john so who who goes to their death for a lie yeah. Well, and, you know, it may be one. Yeah. You know, okay, they were deceived. I got it. Eleven or ten of the eleven? No, yeah. no.
0: So I mean, basically, Jesus is saying, wasn't the healing of the crippled man enough to prove that right? I have something different than you? <laughs> I mean, doesn't that say enough? And and so what we're going to read as we continue on, he's going to prove his point. He's going to say, not let's not just take my witness. I'm going to give you eyewitnesses of this. And there's pl- there's a plethora of people. The reason why. I think he took this long to even poke the bear, so to speak, is because he was building up a, a testimony. He was building up, you know, his eyewitness accounts to to who he
1: is. Yeah, it's almost like he's setting up the court case. He's like, okay, yeah. here's the witnesses. Yeah. You know, here's the eyewitnesses. Yeah. Here's the, you know, here's the facts. Yeah. And, here, and you can lay it, you can just lay it out on the table for these guys. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah
0: so i mean it's it's so we know because we're on the outside of it that he's not a liar we get it because we see the big thing big picture in context it all makes sense to us because we're now seeing it but then they're like what but he's basically saying didn't i do enough i mean look at what's going on right around you Hmm. and doesn't this point to enough that i am something different i mean come on all right let's go to the next
1: part all right jesus claimed to be one with his father in his works if healing a man on the sabbath was a sin then the Father was to blame. Right. Jesus did nothing of himself, but only what his Father was doing. The Father and the Son worked together, doing the same deeds in the same way.
0: Yeah, John 10, says, I and the Father are one. How, how are we to act like Jesus has taught us here? We mm. are to be one with the Father. And so it's, it's Jesus taught us that when we gave our life to Jesus, when we said, I believe in you— then what Jesus is telling us as he's telling them today that we are to be one with the father, we are to be one with God. So as we, as he is one with the father, we are one with Christ, right? And so as, as Christ lived, then we also live as, as Christ thought, we also think as Christ acted, we also act. And so he is the very, he is the example of, of how are you to live on this earth and yeah. so this is what he's telling them so i am one with the father i have come from the father but we are equal so i what you see in me is what you see in the father we are one Thoughts? that's
1: so good and I, I love the point and you just brought it up it, it's he's giving us the example of how we should live our life what we do is should be what the father what the father would do yeah you know, or what the father would have us do yeah all right Not only did the Father show Jesus his works and enable him to do them, but the Father also shared his love, as it says in verse 20. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. The first three Gospels open with the Father calling Jesus, my beloved Son. We usually think of the Father's love for the lost world, as in John 3.16. But in this verse, John wants us to remember the Father's love for his Son.
0: That's fascinating to me because the father loves his son. The father shows him his works. How does the father do the same for us? I mean, think about it. I I wrote this statement down is it says, when Jesus came to earth as a man, he submitted himself to the father in everything. Hebrews 9 says, I come to do thy will of God. He veiled his glory and laid aside the independent exercise of his divine attributes. And so he came as fully man. But what he's saying here in verse 20 he's like, I'm doing this because the father loves me. And so I am obedient to the father because he first loved me. He loves me. He cares for me. And so the same way with us, the reason why we are obedient to the father, reason why we're obedient to the son is because of his love for us. Because, I mean, he, he sent his only begotten son so that we can be saved and have eternal life. It's Jesus that initiates contact with us. It's Jesus that shows that love to us when we do not deserve it. It's Jesus that constantly uh, invades our life in moments of despair and says, I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. I want to give you comfort. It's him. It's he's the one that loves us. And so he's saying here, the reason why I do for the father loves the son and shows him all that himself is doing. That's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because the father first loved me. He loves me because the father loves his son. The father shows him his works because the father loves you because the father loves me. He then reveals to us what his option, what we are supposed to do, what our works are to be
1: thoughts. Well, I think that leads right into our next statement. It's like, so the, that's where, what it's supposed to look like, but the blind religious leaders did not see what Jesus was doing because they did not know the Father or the Son.
0: Yeah, people cannot see Jesus because they do not know the Father or his love. And, and it's like all they see in God is they say, well, if God is such a good God, then why would he allow this mass murderer to kill all these people if god is such a good god why would he allow covid 19 to spread the way it did and kill all those people if if he's a good god he would stop that well they're missing the whole point god is a holy god god is good and it's sin that is causing the world to act and do the things that they are doing it's sin that causes this legislation to say that it's okay to kill a baby 28 days outside the womb that is sin that is evil god doesn't god says i have come to give life and life abundantly john 10:10 10, 10. you know satan has come to steal kill and destroy mm. And so God has come to give that, and so this is kind of what He's saying: is because the Father loves His Son, the Father shows Him His works. But at the same time, it it we are not able to see that if we can t- constantly see God as a bad God, and we don't see Him as a good God. He's coming to save you of your sin. He's come to rescue of this pain. He's come to bring hope. He's come to bring peace. It's not the other way around. Thoughts? Wow. Any thoughts?
1: No, no? I mean that's just. Yeah. it's just it's hard to even wrap your mind around but well let me read this statement i yeah. wrote i says in the wilderness
0: satan tempted him to use his divine power for himself yeah. but he refused to act independently of the father he was totally dependent on the father and the power of the holy spirit <laughs> so again jesus understood that because the father loved him so much he got that that he he was able to withstand the temptations of satan he was able to live in obedience with the father because the father loved him. And so again, look at with us today. I mean, if we can accept that and we can see this today, that the father loves you intently he, he died for you. He cares for you. He wants to give you life. Then maybe your eyes can be open to this, and maybe you can accept this love as Jesus is talking about here, and maybe you can be set free from the bondages and the sin and all of this chaos that's in this world that's trying to control you. Maybe you can find freedom in Christ. Mm, so good. if you're listening, that's what we're sharing with you.
1: All right, let's recap. Verse 21, um, Jesus claimed he can raise people from the dead. In fact, he would already been proving it, right? Yeah. In verse 22 he claimed he was equal in executing judgment on mankind and in mm. verse 23 he claimed to be equal in honor with the Father. Mm. The fact that he is appointed judge should cause people to honor him. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Like the Father's not the judge, the Son is the judge, right? The yeah. fact that he was appointed judge yeah. should cause people to honor him. Mm. If you deny the Son, you are denying the Father. Why? Because they're the, they're one and the same. I mean, they, they had their own personalities, but Jesus is God. God is Jesus, right? Yeah. So he's trying to, in a loving way, share this with these Pharisees and these
0: Sadducees. He's basically saying, we have forgiveness of our sin and have eternal life because of him. And and because of him, you now will have access to the Father because I am one with the Father and because now i'm one with the father i will then also have allowed the the indwelling of the holy spirit to live within you so that the holy spirit can now guide you in all the things that i have taught you all the things that i'm sharing with you about the father the holy spirit would then reveal that to you so that's basically what is being said i know it's you know, people are... But I, I love it. So, I mean, you have to understand he is the judge. Yeah. So, it says in Revelations, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess before him. There will come a day where I don't care who you are, you will have to give account for your life. Mm. Did, you, did you live for him? Did you give your life to him? Did you believe in him? Mm. Or did you deny him as the Pharisees denied him?
1: That's right. What so, did you do with Jesus? That's it. All right. So... Uh, this was kind of the first of his, his three claims. So Jesus' yeah. first claim was that he is equal to God. Yeah. His second claim is this, that he was has the authority to raise the dead to life. Again, kind of pro- proving he's God, right? Yeah. So let's read 24 through 29 and kind of give you an idea of that.
0: I mean, we'll set this yeah, up. So before I read it, again, think about this. So as a... Pharisee, he's now going to start telling them that, hey, not only am I equal with God and not only should you honor me, I'm the judge and and you can only get to heaven by through me. But now he's basically saying that, and I can raise people from the dead. (laughs) Oh, by the way. So he's like taking his Godhead up even more. He's just like, I'm
1: taking it up even further. All right, let's go ahead. That's good. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, he keeps saying, I think he's trying to get our attention here, Pete. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For as the Father, did I go too far? You're going to 29. 29. Come to the voice of the Son of God, and those who are here will live. For as the Father, verse 26, has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself.
0: That's a fascinating stick.
1: Yeah. Yep. And he has given him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. There's the judge. Here. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Woo! So this is resurrection. And those who have done good for the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. You don't want to be in that second part, Pete.
0: I just, I, I mean, I'm just fascinated because this is such a deep teaching by him. And so he's basically like, I mean, he's not holding back anything to these guys. No. And so he's like he's like he's opening up a can of whoop bud. is that what we can say i mean he's like bringing he's pouring it We're on he's speaking
1: truth though he's just
0: like boom i'm gonna bring it on yep. but for the second time jesus says these words truly truly you mentioned that <laughs> it, and it's it is it's something big here because it's more than 20 times in john's gospel you'll find jesus using this to start his address it is as if he's saying pay attention what i'm about to say <laughs> this is very important you know in some translation it says merely merely i say unto you but this is truly truly so what is he saying this is extremely important so this topic that i'm telling you that i can raise from the dead is extremely important because if i was not the messiah if i was not the son of man i would not have this power i would not be able to raise people from the dead not only that it says raise myself from the dead. Hmm. And so that's what he's alluding to and that's what he's talking to. So he's basically telling them straight up, setting it up. Listen guys, what I'm telling you, you have to I mean, I'm I'm telling you is is passionately and with as much authority as I can, listen to what I'm saying because this is the key for your salvation. This is the key to understand for you to have eternal life with me and to believe and have access to the Father and have fellowship with the Father. Listen to what I'm saying. All right, so let's go into statement eight, and then we we'll Yeah, I
1: mean, that. this is fascinating. Jesus spoke about four different resurrections, Pete. He described the resurrection of the lost sinners into eternal life. Yep. The second was the resurrection of himself. Interesting one. Third, he talked about the future resurrection of life, when believers are raised from the dead. And lastly, he mentioned the resurrection of condemnation. This resurrection involves only the lost. Yeah, so that's sad.
0: Yeah, so let's break down these four because I mean, again, so lost sinners into eternal life. I think we can all understand that one—the resurrection of the lost sinners. I think most people can wrap their brains around it. The second one's a little bit more—the resurrection of himself. They're like, "What?" I say, "What's this?" All? And the last one's—I mean, the next two—resurrection of life. We can kind of wrap our brains around that, and then the resurrection of condemnation. So in verse twenty-seven it it gives him so he gives himself the title of son of man do you remember what the difference between son of man and son of god is
1: yeah, we talked about this earlier a little yeah. bit. I mean, it just goes back to the fact that Jesus is holy man and holy God, right? Yeah.
0: So whenever you see in the Bible it references the Son of Man, you would that just to, to be the Son of Man, you're basically the Bible is saying that you are the Messiah. You've come in human form as the Messiah, and that you're you're connected with God. Okay, so you're humankind. Your Son of Man is that you're you're human, but you're powerful. You're flesh. Right? Your Messiah. Yeah, your flesh. You're born of a woman. Or born of a man right born of a woman and a, and it had a you know a boner, whatever yeah born of a woman i guess <laughs> Is it- is what we're saying and then when it says son of god it's it's divine it's saying you're god so no, son of god is divine that is you are divin, divine man is humankind so that's the difference but verse 27 is talking about it's kind of like a prophecy so let's go ahead and read daniel 7 13 through 14 that will kind of give light to verse 27 here let me read verse 27 then you read that So okay. verse 27 it says and he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. So go ahead and read that.
1: All right. Uh, Daniel seven, thirteen. I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and he was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and kingdom and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. There's a lot of redundancy in there people yeah, like but, but, everlasting but, and which shall not pass away and
0: But again so the the Israelites so when he says I'm the son of man to these Pharisees Sadducees and these leaders This is
1: what they think of
0: Oh, they should know this right away. Yeah. So he's claiming to. Here he is, came like the one as a Son of Man. Is is saying he's the Messiah that came to the ancient of days and presented before him that he has dominion and glory. He has power and mm. over the kingdom of everything, over all peoples, over all nations, over all languages. That's what Jesus is saying to them in this in this verse. And so it's it's for us that are listening. We are, we are saying Amen. Because without that, we do not have eternal life. Without believing in that, we do not have his power that he is claiming to have here. So
1: by Jesus saying to these religious leaders that he is the son of man, what they hear is him saying he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of reading, I mean, because they know Daniel, right? So yep. they already know this. Yep.
0: So, so Jesus is, is saying when he refers to himself as the son of man, that is that he is the Messiah and that he is a messianic title. So that's what they understood. It is used 12 times in John's gospel and over 80 times in all four gospels. He used this because Jews would have known this title from their reading of Daniel. And they would have known that by using it, Jesus was claiming to be the Messiah and the judge. So the fact that Jesus has authority to raise the dead is proof that he is equal with the Father and the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Only the Messiah is fully man and fully God.
1: Wow. So So two statements down. So we we got Jesus is God, right? Yeah. And he has the power to raise raise the dead. Yeah. So That's two. We got one more.
0: Well, let me go ahead and just... of course through this okay so the resurrection i'm going to read my notes here so i said the resurrection of the lost sinner apart from jesus so this is talking about the resurrection of the lost sinner apart from jesus you were dead as a corpse you were helpless to save yourself and you cannot give yourself life jesus allows a dead sinner to take on his life and be raised from the dead so 1 Corinthians 15, 21 says, For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. Wow. And that man is Jesus. So the first one is resurrection of lost mm. sinners. I says, so anybody that is not in Christ today that's listening to this, you're dead. You are you will spend eternity apart from Christ in hell for all eternity. That's what the Bible says. You're dead as a corpse. All right. The next one, the resurrection of himself. Okay. So this is kind of the one that's like, what? It says, Our life was attained by God, but his life is original. John 1.4 says, in himself was life. Death could not hold him because he is the prince of life, Acts 2.24. He laid down his life and then took it up again. Because he has life in himself, he can share that life with all who will trust in him. Remember in John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, word was with God, word was God. He was from the beginning. So he's the original is what he's telling these Pharisees. He's telling them straight up. I am, I'm the resurrection of myself. I'm going to rise from the grave one day. And so they're like, what you are just, you're wacky. <laughs> but because of that, we now share in that life and who trust in him. We now have that resurrection power because of what he's done. Now, the next one is resurrection of life. Believers are raised from the dead. Keep in mind that resurrection is not Reconstruction. It does not imply that god puts the pieces back together again but it does imply that that you get a new body and so when he's saying that i'm the resurrection of life he's basically saying when you die you're getting a new body you're getting a divine body amen you're getting a divinity there's no more pain there's no more suffering there's no more aches and pains none of that so that's what that is saying as far as the resurrection of life um, let me read this kind of uh, verse that kind of gives detail to First Thessalonians four thirteen through 18. It says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this will be declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words." And so basically he's saying here, the resurrection of the life, he says, when you die, you will be with him in heaven for all eternity. If you believe in Jesus, because of what he did, he rose, to gra- he rose on the third day. And he is, you now, as the Bible says here, the promises that you will now be with him forever. All right. And the last one, any comments on that?
1: No, uh, well, no, no, no. All right. I was la- going to make a joke, but I decided not to.
0: Okay. The last one is the <laughs> resurrection of condemnation. This involves only the loss and it will take place just before Jesus ushers in the new heaven and the new earth in Revelation 20. This at the this is at the judgment. So Romans 17 so when Christ our sins have been forgiven and there is no condemnation. Amen. So that means that when judgment throne comes you cannot be condemned. When Jesus. When you accept Jesus, your sins are forgiven once and for all. You're done. You're, there's no more condemnation. You're free from all of that. So that is what Jesus is telling these Pharisees here.
1: The Father doesn't see our life. He sees Jesus' life. That's it. That's it. And then you look at John 3.18, and that's the part. I mean, people re- read 3.16 all the time, and you, you forget 17 and 18. But the second half of 18 kind of speaks of this. It says... But whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. There's your Son of God again.
0: Yeah. Constantly. All right. Let's move on. So Jesus last came to his religious leaders, is that there are many who can testify that he is deity. I love this part. Let's read it. Verses 30 through 47.
1: I can do nothing on my own. Again, this is Jesus speaking. As I hear and I judge... And my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of All right, John. So
0: the first witness he's saying, if you go to John, you remember John's thing, John he testified about me. So that's the first one. All right, go okay. for it.
1: And that's, we're talking about John the Baptist. Yep, John the Baptist. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice has never been heard. His form has never been seen. And you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. So the
0: the next one, again, is talking about the miracles that he's been performing um, and, and so forth. Okay, let's go to the last one.
1: Yep. And you search the scriptures. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do you think that I will accuse you to the Father? There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote about me, or he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Wow.
0: So that so that's talking about the the words of the Father. So this they believe in the Word of God. They believe in the Old Testament, and in the Old Testament they believe in Moses, and they believe that he was like the be, the big the you know the big one you know that he was he saw God in person. So the, you know how did they not believe? So that's basically what he's telling these Pharisees. Listen, let me give you three proofs that I am who I am. So the word witness here is a key word in John's Gospel. It is used forty seven times jesus did bear witness to himself but he knew that the religious leaders would not accept it he basically said that right out of the gate so he called in three other witnesses (laughs) first was john the baptist second was the miracles that he performed already so they can't deny that hey i i've healed the crippled guy you can't deny that right and the last was the word of the father so talking about moses so let's look at these three witnesses and let's just bring it to life
1: all right, so John the Baptist. John was the burning and shining lamp that paved the way. The leaders looked at John as a local celebrity, but they did not want to receive his message of repentance. We, too, are God's witnesses. We, too, need to point people to Jesus and to repentance of sin. You know, a
0: true mm-hmm. witness of God will always point people to Jesus. So, so when, when Jesus is going to testify about himself, can he look at our life and say, look at his example? Wow. And that's kind of what he's saying. He's saying that John the Baptist testified about me. His his life, his 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 actions will bring proof that I am who I say that I am. And so that's the same thing with us. As 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 we are if we are true witnesses of Christ, Jesus can look at us and say, "Hey, they are my witnesses. Look at their life. I can. I am working in their life. The power of my power is when, at work in their life. The words that are coming out from their their mouth are filled with my my words, my truth. They have love as I love. They have gentleness as I love. Jeff. They have patience as I have patience. Look at their life and see. So oh. any thoughts to
1: that? No, I just I think it's that's why it's so important for. For Christians to live a holy life, because people are watching, and and that it, it may be the one thing that points somebody to Christ.
0: Yeah, I just I want to be the person that Jesus can use as a witness. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, amen. I, that's by basically what he's saying here.
1: Not for my glory, but yep, for his. That's it. That's right. All right, next one. Awesome. Okay, so the second <laughs> order in the court. So the second uh, witness he brings in is is the miracles. Yeah. If this we is were, like
0: a matter of, like, duh. I mean, right? geez. All right. If we
1: remember that John uses the word signs all the time to prove Jesus is God, Jesus made it clear that works... That the works he did were the works of the Father. He didn't take credit for him, right? Nope. Even Nicodemus in John 3 had to admit that Jesus' miracles identified him as sent from God.
0: I mean, it's wow. like a normal person does not have supernatural power. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like if I were to heal somebody, me personally, okay, they would look at me and say, how did you do that? Well, now I can try to claim that, oh, I have those, this magic power and I have these potions and all that. That's fine, but eventually I'm going to be found wanting. Or if I did something that's supernatural and I can say, well, it's not myself that's doing it. It's God, Jesus, the Father that's doing it. It's him that should be getting the glory. It has nothing to do with me. Mm. He just chose to use me as the vessel to be poured out for you. Well, Jesus is saying the same thing. I am healing people, but it's because I'm one with the Father. The Father and I are one. and So I am acting and doing as the Father is asking and instructing. And so I am healing and healing is taking place because the father desires for them to be healed. And because the father desires for them to be healed, he is then ultimately glorified. That's what the father wants. He wants to heal. Do you want to be healed that's what we talked about last week he wants to touch your life he wants to transform your life he wants to bring bring you salvation he wants to bring you hope he wants to bring you peace do you want to be healed is what he's basically saying and that is a part of these miracles or a part of the testimony that prove that he is who he says he is that's what he's telling your pharisees thoughts
1: nope okay move on to the next one so if you know, if the word of the witness, John the Baptist, wasn't enough and the miracles weren't enough, Jesus is going to call in the big dog now, right? He's bringing in dad. Yeah. Bringing in the father. So the word of the father, the Jewish people highly esteem the written word of God, particularly the law that was given through Moses. Moses heard God's voice and saw God's glory. Jesus, in verse 46, is saying that Moses talked about him, meaning himself, meaning Jesus. And if you believe that Moses wrote the words of God, and they do, then you all, well, at least they say they do, yeah. then you should also believe in him as Moses did.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, the Old Testament was something they they memorized. So they understood, They most of them probably memorized the first five books of the Bible. And so they had this down. They knew Moses' teaching backwards and forwards. And But they did, they missed Deuteronomy uh, 18. They just completely missed <laughs> they it. They skipped over that? Yeah, so let's go ahead and read that. So let's just give some a little bit of testimony to that. So Deuteronomy verse 18, verse 15, it says this, The Lord your God will raise up. This is Moses speaking about Jesus, okay? So just get it, a prophet, Messiah, whatever. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. From your brothers, it is to him you shall listen. Hmm. So he's telling them, "Listen, you guys. I'm telling you, there's one day God's going to bring a Messiah. One day He's going to bring one of Himself. Listen to Him. I'm pointing you to Him. (laughs) Be looking for Him." Yeah. Yeah. So Deuteronomy 18. We're gonna we're 18, 18. We're gonna talk about this a little bit more. But let's read it. I will raise up from them a prophet like you from among their brothers, so humankind, son of man, and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that i command him so again jesus is telling the pharisees here i only do what i see my father do whatever my father does i do so he's saying that i he shall speak to them all that i command him so why is the pharisees not registering oh that's pro, that's deuteronomy 1818 18. Nope, they didn't get it they were blind deuteronomy 1820 it says, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, whose name? Yahweh's name, that I have not commanded him to speak and who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. So anybody that comes that's not of this, the Messiah, is going to die. He's not powerful. Deuteronomy 18.22, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the words does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. So what is this saying? This saying that Jesus is coming in truth is what he's saying is true. They can't deny it. Yep. Everything that he's claiming is true. He's not denying There's everything that he is doing is pointing to that he is the Messiah.
1: Thoughts? Moses painted them a picture of what the Messiah was going to look like. The representation of that painting is standing in front of them and they can't see it. Yep, It blows me away. And I think it goes back to what Jesus said in verse 39. In verse 39 he says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life and it is they that bears witness to or about me. Yeah. So I think what Jesus is saying there is look, you're you're relying on your wisdom and your religion. The yeah. answer's standing right in front of
0: you. Yeah, it's like you're you're so dumb and
1: blind. Yeah, you're just missing it.
0: You're missing completely. Yeah. Again, Jesus it points it out again in Luke 20. Four, verse 27 he says that moses prophesied concerning the messiah when he said at in the beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures these things concerning me and so jesus said that in john luke 24 27 he's basically saying straight up moses was talking about me when he said these verses that's what he was talking about remember what stephen did in acts seven thirty seven. Um, he, he said, this is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, a prophet shall, uh, a prophet shall the Lord, your God raise up until, uh, unto you or your brethren like unto me, he shall hear. And so again, Stephen and act seven is given testify testimony to Moses that, to Jesus, as as Moses said ahead of time. So he's telling again the Pharisees, hey, Moses said this, you guys didn't uh, receive him. So there it is. What'd so, they do to
1: Stephen right after he said that?
0: Yeah, they stoned him. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> they so we believe... They still that, didn't see it. We believe that the Word of God is God's Word and inspired by Him. Point Amen. blank. Amen. That's what we believe. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God, And profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness so what's what's a bummer is that they believe that too. these Pharisees they believe that it was the Word of God they believe that it was inspired by God's Word but they're not believing what the Word is saying and so we too can take Scripture out of context we too can make it say or we can believe what we want it to say but we need to really allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes. And that's what was happening. It was, it's like their eyes were closed. They did not see what Jesus was saying right in front of them. They just yeah. couldn't receive it. So, any other thoughts on that?
1: No, I it just, it's, you know, and it's easy to like, you know, because we're, we're living past it, we can look back and, and just kind of think, man, how did they not see it? How did they not see it? But how much, how many things, Pete, in our life do we not see because we're not seeking God? God first. We're we're worried about knowledge, or going back to that statement, knowledge and and uh, and religion. Where we're trying to, it's so easy to like. I just want to do that. And, I mean, and really, we were talking about this earlier about um, you know Baptist bra- backgrounds and stuff like that, and legalism. Mm. And it's so easy to fall into that that trap of legalism. And I think because it's 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 almost welcoming to to us as humans, because I think it, it gives us a false sense of Control, right? Like, oh, I have something to do with earning my way back to God. Yeah. When that's not, I j- yeah. Jesus made it very, very clear that He is the only way. Yeah. And uh, no,
0: He shot down the earning your way to God. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: shot that down with the
0: Pharisees every which way, and that's part of what we're talking about yeah. always. Yeah. And He's so here it is. Here's Jesus, like point blank, proving without a shadow of a doubt that He is who He says He is. He's telling these Pharisees, Hey, listen, I am. I just laid out a foolproof uh, defense of who i am
1: yeah case closed
0: case closed and and they still deny him. they still want to kill him. and And, they do and they do ultimately it, it comes to that thing god had to die for us um but real quick back to the word of god john 17 17 says sanctify them in the truth your word is truth you know right right righteous invasion of truth the riot podcast comes from this verse because the word of god is true we want to speak god's truth And then lastly, Matthew 5, 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so, why is the Bible important? Well, we believe it's the Word of God. And we believe that in order to know the Word of God, we need to read the Word of God. And if we're not reading the Word of God, then how do we know what the Word of God says? You don't. And here's the Pharisees. They read the Word of God, but they did not accept the Word of God as truth. They were blinded to the truth. So may we read the word of god but may we read it with the holy spirit's help so the holy spirit can help us interpret understand the truth that god is trying to reveal to us and if you're and if you have trouble reading the word of god you need to pray first ask god to open your eyes to it and and hear what he is saying and if you need help get a commentary or find somebody else that can help you understand what it's saying and spend time with them every week or whatever, spend time with that person and read the Bible out loud with them and, uh, and get it, the Word of God in you. Because if you don't, you're gonna, you, you might miss something, and you don't want to miss the goodness that God has for you. That's Any right. last thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, I had one, and it slipped my mind. Yeah, that happens uh, a lot with man. me, too. <laughs> That's because I'm listening to you. I'm fascinated. <laughs> It'll come back to me, maybe. Well,
0: miracles happen today and can be formed by different people. So if God is working in you, and uh, the, the Holy Spirit is moving and you were able to heal somebody. You were able to speak life into somebody and their life was touched and blessed because of it. That is a testimony that God is working in you so that we can testify that the spirit of God is moving in you. Because if you're what you are doing is bringing him glory. Amen. Keep doing it. If what you're doing is bringing yourself glory, stop in the name of Jesus. (laughs) Don't do it anymore. It
1: won't end well.
0: Yeah. So that's that's kind of my last word. All right. Let's go ahead and just look at it this way. So Jesus is talking to you. So here God gave you an opportunity to hear his truth today. We spoke his truth. And God could have spoken to you in, in, in many different ways. In some ways he might have said, you know what? I really do need to know him more. And I don't know the Bible the way that I should. And, and he maybe tugged at your heart and he said, hey, I, I, I need to repent of that. That is a sin to not know God. I mean, he, it's, it, we should want to have a relationship with him. We don't want to be uh, the ones that when Jesus shows up in our life that we don't recognize that it's him. You know, we don't want to be the one that that when he comes that he can't look to us as his witness. We want to be a witness to him. And so if that's you and you're listening to that and you're saying, you know what? I do need to change. I need to repent. I need to turn from that. Then you can today and you're just in your heart of hearts and just bow your heads and say, God, forgive me. That's, I was not living the very best way. And Lord, and, and then tell them, tell them what you want. I, I want to know you more, God. I want to read your word more. I want to spend more time in in prayer. I want to spend more time meditating on your truth and in worship and just let them know. And because that's, by doing that in our heart, we are, we are then in His presence and we are then able to receive all the goodness that He wants to give us. And then the other thing is that you just need to choose in your heart to want to go live it out. You know, be a witness to Him. You know, if something is happening in your neighborhood or something is happening where the truth of God needs to be revealed, go and speak that truth and love and talk and, 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 and bless and be a, be a light to this world. And so we have to make that choice intentionally in our life. And then there's another person that's listening and they've never heard the word of God before. They've never believed in Jesus. And maybe today is the first time that you fully say, you know what, I believe that he is God. I believe the testimony that he just laid out for us. I believe that he is the Messiah. I believe that he died and rose again on the third day. And I wanna give my life to him. And I want to to allow him to be my God. I wanna be set free from the the bondage of this world and the sin that's that's causing this decay in my marriage or causing this decay in my life I want to be healed today and if that's you all you got to do is just close your eyes and just pray God forgive me of my sins Lord I pr- I repent of everything that I've been doing Lord and I want to turn from my ways Lord I want to seek your face I want to I want to I want to proclaim you as God of my life I believe, God, in in your death, burial, and resurrection. I believe that you rose from the grave. I believe that you now can give me eternal life. And Lord, more than anything else, I want to live for you. I choose, Lord, today to live my life for you. I want to be obedient to the Father as you have taught us in this scripture. I want to do as my Father does. I want to live the way that my Father has taught me to live. I want to love the way that my Father has taught me to love. And Lord, I receive your Holy Spirit now into my life, and I receive the helpmate to, to be able to do these things in the name of Jesus. And if that was you and you prayed that, God says that all the angels in heaven rejoice with you. And, and just think about that. All the, heaven and, all the, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing that you just gave your life to the Lord. And so i want so i tell you now that go tell somebody you know the bible says that if you if you if you deny me before men, i will too will deny you before my father in heaven but if you accept me or if you confess me before men i too will confess you before my father in heaven you know be of witness to jesus may jesus use you as a witness as a testimony of his name and then go tell somebody, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your friends, tell your brothers, sisters, tell your coworkers, whoever, just go tell them that I gave my life to Jesus today. And then tell us. Yeah, tell Bob, us too. All right, t- talk about do it it. You can
1: do it uh, You know, on our social media. You can do it. Hey, we talked about Twitter. You can do it there. You <laughs> can go to Facebook and comment on our post um, that, that shares this podcast. You can also go to the YouTube channel, uh, our, our Riot Podcast YouTube channel, and do it there. You can comment right underneath where you watch this video. So, man, Pete, good stuff. I don't want to be one of those guys that uh, is standing there and Jesus is talking to me and I don't recognize him. Mm. Man, that, that's sad, right? Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. That's really important. We need to know who Jesus is. And uh, the way you do that is to get into his word and to talk to him, spend time with him. Amen. It's the only way you get to know him. You get to know him better. So, Pete, awesome. Thank you for uh, uh, sharing everything that you shared today, helping me learn more about mm. the, this this amazing God we serve. Diving into the Book of John has been an amazing trip, and I can't wait to continue on. Um, again, guys in California, look up, look up that that legislation. See see what you can do. Reach out to your folks. Yeah. And uh, the rest of us, you, you can pray for this as well. You know, yeah. you may not have uh, legislative power in that state. But if you live anywhere in the world, you have prayer power, mm. and that's more powerful. So um, we, can, we can pray that God's will be done in this situation. God, so let's, let's just do that. Guys, have an amazing <laughs> week. Thank you for listening. Please share the show with somebody. Yeah.
0: May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. God bless you. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.